This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. Welcome to One Shots, a Dum Dums and Dice podcast where professional voiceover actors and improvisers tackle one-shot stories created in a variety of hit RPGs. I'm your host, DJ OneShot 2.0, and I'm here to welcome you to the Nightmare Before Squigmas, a journey into the orcish side of the 41st millennium using the Goblin Quest RPG. What happens when dum-dums play a group of Gretchen trying to save Squigmas and avenge the Red Gobble? Nobody knows, cause it's One Shot's Goblin Quest Edition. I hope you've all been dreaming of a Red Squigmas, because that is indeed what it is going to be. Welcome back to the Nightmare Before Squigmas, as our intrepid grots attempt to save Squigmas for all the little grots out there in the world by reclaiming the mantle of the Red Gobbo and delivering presents to all the good little grots of the world. Where we last left off... Our heroes were, heroes being a very broad term, were on the, the, the heels of Jake Scallington, a Drukari warrior who had stolen the mantle of the Red Gobbo, destroyed the house of Clark Griswold, murdered the man himself, and was taking off in his massive, heavily modified custom raider uh, known as a Tantalus in 40k terms, but in our terms, a sleigh as named by the orcs, wink. Um, the Grotz managed to infiltrate at great cost. Our, our dear sweet friends, uh, Splatwitch and Fragtooth, both of the hot chocolate clutch, met their ends. However, the heroic Hangle McCringleberry and Latimus Bonk managed to make it aboard the sleigh with a, a new friend from uh, Hot Chocolate uh, following in hot pursuit. So we find ourselves aboard the sleigh. Now, this is a, a modified ship uh, for 40K lore. He says, pushing up the glasses he's not wearing because he's wearing contacts today. These things hold uh, a crew of about 16. There's essentially two Drakari Raider ships kind of glued together. If you're a Star Wars nerd like me, you can think of these kind of like the the skiffs on Tatooine uh, during that big fight with Jabba and the Sarlacc pit. But if they were uh, a bit larger, but sort of that vibe, it's got a huge sail, an Aether sail that uh, kind of controls it and looks cool and is fun to paint. Two massive scythe blades off either side for taking out fools you don't like, as well as a, a number of, of, of guns and weapons. This particular one is crewed by uh, Jake Scallington and his, his crew of Cabalite warriors, all of whom you're about to get very intimately familiar with uh, as you have made your way aboard. If you'll remember, Latimus had managed to sneak in through a panel on the explosion side of the ship, which will be the left side or port, whereas Hengelman Kringleberry had snuck around the starboard side and had managed to get in on the non-explodey side of, of the ship with yeah, all the of their stuff. The side or the gork side. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's how it's like the, one does M and one does G. That's how you learn your left and right in work culture. That said, uh, there are, of course, the rest of your clutches as well who are not left behind because as the sleigh takes off flaming and sputtering into the night, close behind a number of grots have managed to climb aboard uh, a number of, of jump packs, which are just rockets strapped to uh, to, to orcs. Uh, so there's just a bunch of rockets sort of trailing in the night with a bunch of grots hanging off them <laughs> uh, from each of your clutches. So rest assured that if your grots die, there's more coming. They're just all like collectively hugging rocket packs, just kind of arcing and spiraling behind the sleigh as it takes Aww. off into the night. And the first of those arrives uh, very promptly Ryan, who from hot chocolate uh, drops through the the flaming hole in the side of the ship? Dropping through the flaming hole and then leaning against a wall. There's like an anime background of the blue sideways thing. And you yes. see shing, shing, shing as, as the three outlines of this figure match the body where they're just leaning against the side wall with a dagger in one hand wearing a fancy ruffled Christmas dress is Squiggy, the chaotic stabber. Who looks at the other and says, hey, guys. 
You want to get stabbed? Incredible. Uh, his skill is stabbing. He would like a knife sharpener. He formerly worked at a kitchen, and he's a, he's a chaotic stabber. So we know about Squiggy. <laughs> Incredible. He always carries two little daggers, just choppas that got broken down into small pieces that he sharpened. Aww. And if anyone ever answers yes to the question about being stabbed, he will stab them to death. He's done this multiple times. <laughs> I mean, look, it's it's in the name. At that point, it'd be false advertising. Amazing. So, uh, Squiggy the Stabber, you arrive uh, next to Latimus Bonk. You find yourselves in a hold full of prisoners uh, on the lower decks. So there's three decks of this ship. You're on the lowest deck. Uh, to be clear, this thing still isn't huge. These are kind of uh, sort of like a large sailboat situation. So, yeah. it's not like a, a massive thing, but there's a, a small row of uh, cells. And you can see uh, there's a, a, a few humans and uh, a couple of orcs who are all uh, in in their their cells, very much in a a kind of like surprised, um, but also kind of broken prisoner kind of way, uh, as they just kind of look through the glowing embers of the the flaming hold in the side of the ship. So one of them just says, "I don't want to be stabbed." Uh, in response to to Squiggy, but you find yourselves in in a strange situation. Meanwhile, on the other side of the ship, um, Hangle McCringleberry, you've you've climbed aboard. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, uh, you also got something bad, uh, and that's something bad is you you crawl in on the armory side. side of the oh. ship. Yes, on the the the, the, the starboard side. Uh, Mark. The Mork side, yes. Thank you. Thank you. Sorry. Again, it's so weird. I keep having these weird words caught in my throat that have nothing to do with what we're talking about. The Mork side. Uh, you climbed in through the Mork side and you find yourself in a, a cargo hold uh, situation. So on the one side, there's prisoners, there's a big wall. On the other side is a cargo hold. And currently, uh, the hatches above the cargo hold are open as presents are being shoveled through the hole. In the studio. So it's just raining uh, presents and trinkets all around you into kind of what is starting to look very much like a like a, a garbage dump situation. There's piles of presents everywhere. Sweet. Uh, unfortunately, there are also some unlucky Kabbalite warriors down here doing the sorting. And you're something bad is that one of them turns around and is like, we didn't order any stowaways uh, and attempts to stab you in the throat. So I'm going to need a roll from you to see if you avoid this. What skills do you think your goblin has or your Gretchen has to avoid getting stabbed? Again, uh, we're outside of standard goblin quest rules here, but I'm curious. Uh, I think it's only moving in a strange, <laughs> weird, inconsistent pattern. I respect it. You have a minus one. Good luck. Uh, so I'm rolling two then, right? Two dice? Yep. Uh, so it's a four and a two. <gasps> four so and a two. Maybe still have your re-roll so you could always bank it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and Hangle McCringleberry uh, is like, and then just like bites down and eats their lucky tooth. <laughs> Great. Like a spy, you know, like the cyanide yeah. tooth. Mm-hmm. Is that what they do? They eat it? <laughs> yep. They you don't have, no, you don't have, sorry, spies do, yeah, they they crack it, but no, Ryan just decided that his guy eats everything. Oh, you can okay. do whatever you want with your lucky tooth. Because I have my lucky tooth. Uh, I can only use it once. Yeah, they just like bite down on it and... <laughs> Luck floods your mouth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Hey, two fives. Whoa. <laughs> uh, and is that with the minus one? Yeah. I, I rolled two sixes. <laughs> Whoa. All right. So time slows You're and uh, Hangle, you just imagine. <laughs> there was like, <laughs> pull this reference. There was a, there's like a voice in like somewhere in like Hangle McCringleberry's like subconscious that just said, the hatches are open. And so they like turned and saw. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. So you turn That's blade. That's a Star comes... Fox 64 reference. <laughs> oh right. God. I love it. Uh, you do a barrel roll out of the it. way as the the blade comes comes just shinging past your your head. Uh, it's a good thing you're not wearing those Spyx night vision goggles or whatever because they they really would have gotten broken uh, if if you'd gotten yeah. hit by the knife. Um, but the knife misses you and you manage to dive headfirst into the pile of toys uh, and 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 packages just disappearing. Into the gifts. So uh, we've entered the next stage of of your your journey, Grotz. You've made it aboard the sleigh. Uh, you have three objectives as as you did previously. Uh, you need to uh, fight your way through to to Jack Skellington. You need to battle and to defeat 
the imposter. And then you have to decide which of you becomes the red gobbo. So oh. those are your those are your your three objectives. The third one is a result of the first two. So we're gonna leave that one for now. But stage one, find Jake. Step two, kill him. How do you go about this? Landimus is next to Squiggy and she holds up the the, the Christmas knife and is like, Yay, yeah, yay knives. <laughs> Yeah, we could do some real good stabbings, but here's what I'm thinking. You and me, maybe we don't gots to be the front lines. If we let these orcs free, and then we let these humans free, the orcs can shove the humans and then all go fight. And anybody who doesn't fight, we can get them stabbed. Yeah, I think that's a, that's a great squigmas gesture to let everyone go free. That'll be their present. And then if they don't be nice extra presents of stabbings yeah the first present is they get to go free and the second present is they get to die first merry squigmas okay i'm gonna stab these locks Uh, (laughs) (laughs) it's just going over and it's lock picking with knives just stabbing into these locks so squiggy you're gonna try and uh uh stab lock pick your way to glory i think for the purposes of of my own brain um hingle mccringleberry will say that as you you sneak your way through the the presence and things you're able to Mm -hmm. kind of stumble through a a small vent into uh, the prisoner space so you're you're back with the rest of the the gretchens all right so uh squiggy's going for the locks with knives latimus how are you going to try and get the prisoners out latimus is looking around for some keys because occasionally keys can be part of holiday decor so it's like i'm gonna look for some shiny jingly things that get hung up that's a decoration okay so i was gonna i was gonna call shenanigans on that but then i thought of my beloved jacob and robert marley because there are two of them because the muppets is the canon Uh, and they got a lot of lock boxes and keys and chains and stuff so yeah fair enough fair enough (laughs) it's part of the holiday season yeah, just yeah. key parties is a big part of Christmas. <laughs> All right. And um, uh, Hangle McCringleberry, um, do you, how do you want to help with the overall job of, of, of fighting Jake Scallington? <laughs> I think Hangle McCringleberry, they're a spy, so they're used to like doing like a solo mission. So they're just like, eh, I'm going to find it myself. <laughs> they're just going to go into the, the closest door or hatchway yep. and yes. just like <laughs> they can do this they're a spy they've got this no problem they just head upstairs okay great yeah so you're you're <laughs> gonna die. stealthing around <laughs> trying to find jake on your own okay great so let's start with let's start i think with latimus uh, i think finding a key might take less time than stabbing a lock but we'll see right. so in terms of dice pool one for doing the thing mm-hmm I will give you one for holiday decor. Yeah. Under under duress. That's 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 really the only things that I have. <laughs> so okay. that'll be my two dice. Oh, I rolled a six and a three. Six and a three. Okay. You successfully do find uh, a key <laughs> on a rack of keys that say keys. Uh, but of course you can't read, so it doesn't matter. Um, mm. It's it's purely investigation. So you get your uh, you get your key to the locks, Ryan. Let's get your roll, and then we can figure out the something okay, bad. Okay. Say starting die. He's using knives and a skill is stabbing, uh, and he's a chaotic stabber. And this is definitely chaotic to run around jamming knives into locks to try to open them up. So three dice, three dice. Yep, I'm holding the minus one to pass along to Hangle since this seems like it's all one. Yeah, that makes sense. One action. Okay, I'll take this. There a, a six, a five, and a one. Six, a five, and a one. Okay, all right. So net neutral for for Hengel. So between uh, the keys and the knife, you manage to uh, to get the, uh, the 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 doors to the cells unlocked. I think the injury is you open it up. You open up all the cells. What do you guys say as you open the cells? Mary Squigmas. <laughs> All right, it's time to go out there and kill everybody. They were bad. You be good. Everybody gets a gift. Uh, and the first orc out just says, I don't take orders from Gratz. Uh, and he's going to pick up Latimus and just hurl Latimus at 
Squiggy. Me. So Squiggy, your yeah. your injury is just that. Uh, so Latimus, your something bad is an orc is attacking the two of you. Mm-hmm. Squiggy, you, you take impact damage from um, being uh, sort of grot splatted against the back wall. Mm-hmm. Um, so the two of you slam up against the wall. Ryan, I don't know if there's any particular damage you want to describe, or if it's just a general grot impact. I think it's just general grot impact, a little bit of a crunch, you know. He's he's yep. got some rib problems now internally, but it's he's an yep. orc. He'll push through. He does Fair what enough. he do. So mm-hmm. the the orc stalks towards the two of you, growling as the the other humans and orc all like run above deck, clearly uh, out for shenanigans. And I'll say, Laura, the plus one and minus one you get that cancel each other out are, uh oh. Humans and orcs, both bad and good uh, for you because you're trying to be stealthy. And now there's just a bunch of loud people running yeah, around yeah, causing yeah. Uh, a ruckus. Let's uh, let's go ahead with your roll, please. So one for doing the thing. Yeah, one for doing the thing. I'm just trying to think like, I mean, their job is a spy. So let's give them, let's give them one. Yep. I'd say two is about right. Ooh, that's a three and a four. Three and a four. Okay, so no successes to the no. overall tracker, but you get something good and something bad. What's what's something good that Hengel McCringleberry would be excited about? Uh, I got I got a pitch for you. Yeah, okay. Uh, as you you start sneaking uh, your way up, you know, looking for for Jake, you look through a doorway and you see a small armory and hanging from a peg are a pair of the Drukari equivalent of oh. Spy X night vision no. goggles, which unfortunately oh, means you don't find Jake, but you do find those. Oh, Red Gobble! Red Gobble's here for Hangle! <laughs> and they'll right. run up and they'll run up and take them. Great, so you strap oh, on... <laughs> <laughs> Strap on the night vision goggles, which just have flashlights on. <laughs> oh, yeah. They're less sneaky now. <laughs> Incredible. Um, okay. So that's your something good. Uh, the something bad. The something bad is the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> Very I would say the minute yep. they turn them on, it's like there's now like a 25 foot beam of light going out ahead of them. So <laughs> any Atari within 25 feet will be able to see the light before they see. I like that a lot. Tangled. I think I'm happy to go with that. This is Fabius Bile reaching out to all those arch heretics and other dangerous psychopaths out there. There is only one way to truly defeat the Emperor and his pathetic lickspittles, and that is to make sure that they do not unify themselves and their false beliefs and empty gods. They must not join a Patreon. They must never join patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Then our cabal can rise to the heights of brutality and cruelty. We can slay every player character, skin the flesh from their bones, and leave them with no hope remaining. Unless, somehow, people go to patreon.com slash dumdumdice. With enough support, perhaps they could stop us. But that will never happen. So uh, we're still we're still looking for additional successes here. We are on the second phase of things, which means things are slightly more difficult. Uh, I should say each. It's convenient because we're doing episodes, but each <laughs> phase of the plan, uh, the the amount of successes needed gets a, a, a little bit more difficult. So cool. Um, below deck, Latimus and Squiggy, you're both um, facing down an orc uh, who is standing between you and any hope of finding Jake Scallington and saving Squigmas. What do you do? Looks like somebody wants to get stabbed. Don't take orders. Instead, die. Uh, and, and he's just going to get chaotic and stab. And he worked in the kitchen. You know, Squiggy worked in kitchen duty. So the one thing he knows when you're carving up an orc, the softest spot is the giblets. So he's just going <laughs> to run in and from his low down spot, 
just the groin area, just it's just so many stabs, just as fast as he can with both hands. He looks like a, a sewing machine, which is two big needles <laughs> ah, over and over again. He stands Your perfectly. Hands are blurring as you yeah, do that. It's very funny. He runs forward, plants both feet, and then it's just ah, standing totally still, yelling at the top of his lungs. <laughs> All right, let's see it. Okay, so that's one base die, and then we get the chaotic stabbing, and we get a skill at stabbing, and then we get the kitchen duty giblets. <laughs> Here we go! Oh, yeah, I'll take all that. That's good. Uh, I got two sixes, and then a four and a three. So two successes, a good thing, hey. and a bad thing. All right. So you you just you you, you stab that orc to death. Um, <laughs> he, he just looks down and goes, "Oh no!" <laughs> um, as you're just blurring, and uh, as he as he slowly fades to black, he says, "The, the legends were true," um, and then uh, collapses down uh, onto his knees. I'll say the the something good is you've cleared a path. For uh, Latimus, Latimus, you're in the clear now. You, you can make a run for it. Something bad is the orc corpse falls on you, Ryan, and pins <gasps> Squiggy to the ground. So, Latimus, it, uh, it is your turn. Uh, you still have an action. You can take this turn. Do you try and free Squiggy, or are you going after... You going above decks in search of, of Jake? Yeah, I think it's turning almost to go, and then looking back at Squiggy. You, you, you saved me and Pike the armadillo, in the spirit of the red gobbo. I'm gonna grab, <laughs> grab Squiggy's hand and try to pull him out from under. All right, the corpse. Go for it. You get one dice. <laughs> <laughs> that. And and oh, I do one target. It's like not great. Then then she reaches out, breaks off that lucky tooth. I just needed a little more energy, and and now, and now, and I rolled a three. <laughs> uh, so you you pull, pull and pull and pull, and the something bad is as you fall backwards onto your butt trying to pull Squiggy out from from under uh, the orc. You accidentally jangle his arm too much, and one of his blades falls free and fly. It gets sucked out the uh, the hole in the side of the the raider. So he's down to one one dagger. Why? Why? <laughs> Meanwhile, <laughs> Hangle McCringleberry, <laughs> with your blindingly bright lights, uh, let's see if you can uh, find where where Jake is hiding below decks. Okay. Somehow it's that combination of the Mission Impossible theme, but I think it's also that Universal Studios theme with the two giant spotlights <laughs> yeah, yeah, moving yeah. back and forth as you look around. Yes. There's overlaid. It sounds terrible. So I would say uh, Angle would automatically get another die from being like a spy and doing spy stuff, but I think I should take away that die for the goggles. For the blinding lights? Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I think it negates that skill. So mm -hmm. we're going with one. <laughs> that's a five. Man, Hinkle's never gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> Live forever! All right. Um, that is enough successes to put you up and over. Engel, you, uh, you make your way above deck, and it's just like one of those... You know, like they do it in the Pirates of the Caribbean movies a lot, where it's just like one person dramatically, uh, you know, emerges from below decks. Uh, so it's that, but yeah. you're not Jack Sparrow or someone. You're just a single grot with giant headlights. And uh, you, you step up onto the deck just in time to watch a, a couple of uh, Cabalite warriors just like blasting shards from their, uh, their shard rifles into uh, the prisoners that they've got like pinned underfoot. On deck, and it's kind of like you know nice. the record skips. They all turn and just collectively raise their guns to you. Hingle McCringleberry, you've had a, a hell of a run. You approach this alone. You have headlamps up. You found Jake Skellington without any plan for survival. <laughs> uh, what is what are your final words other than "I'm never gonna die" uh, as you are <laughs> blasted into oblivion? It's up here, Jangles. And Avenge that, me! Yeah, and then it's just like Sonny Corleone, just you know, shard blasts nonstop. 
Um, and you're uh, leave the body, take the bone wreath. <laughs> yeah, you you fall to the ground as you do so. The uh, you know the bone wreath bounces off you, yeah, yeah. falls over the edge, and you know <laughs> swoops back through and lands on a, a new grot. Uh, Laura, who is the the new grot who who lands. Like, gets the wreath and then leaps dramatically through the hole in the wall to land next to uh, Squiggy and Latimus. The grot that lands is Croco. Uh, and Croco is a frontline fighter. This is what Croco was meant to do. Croco is also very good at dealing with dangerous animals. And we all know Uh-oh. that Eldari are animals, <laughs> according to everyone who isn't the Eldari. <laughs> If it's not an orc, it's an animal. I like it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, uh, what Croco really wants is a bigger knife. Um, that's that's all that they want. Um, and they have an Australian accent. So um, <laughs> Croco's like, I'm here to avenge Hingle. <laughs> Fight me, Eldari. <laughs> 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 Incredible. So an interesting thing happens. Croco, you land, you know, you, you leap through the fire, you, you land on, on the deck, and you see uh, Squiggy push this orc off of himself. He's just lost a knife. <laughs> Both him and Latimus are screaming. Latimus has the biggest knife of, of anyone you've seen, and Squiggy seems mad. So here's my question. Do any of you try and kill Latimus and take her knife? Of course. I want... That's a bigger knife. <laughs> that's my knife. Nobody's doing shit without orders. Uh, Squiggy's going to attack Croco. Okay. <laughs> Squiggy had a plan. And it's a grot. We all lose knives. If you're a chaotic stabber, you're not hanging on to them. Mm. You're chaotic. <laughs> so they just go away. That's all right. So we got, we got World War Grot going on. So... Yes. Uh, Croco, you get the first first roll on this because you've just arrived to see a knife, and I feel like it's part of the momentum. So, <laughs> what what have we got? We got one for trying to do a thing. Yeah, we got one for being a frontline fighter. Yes, as their job. And I'd say one for wanting a bigger knife. I like would you, say, you've yeah, got it's skin just in like the game that, here. That like extra like mom strength. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, incredible. Uh, and then, Ryan, let's get your dice pool ready. Baby. Great. So we got the base die. We get the skill of stabbing. We get the yep. chaotic stabbing. And then I've got a pitch for you, Tom. You can shoot me down. But this is a frontline fighter, Grot. They probably look pretty tough and pretty sinewy. So knowing that I want a knife sharpener, if they look tough enough, I mean, maybe they'd sharpen the knife by putting it in and out a couple of times. <laughs> It's incredibly bleak, uh, but I'm going to go with no on that one. Thank you for the okay, pitch, Okay, I tried. Uh, he right. still believes it in his heart. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. I, I don't want to dissuade anyone of their, their you know, beliefs on Squigmas. Uh, cool. Croco, <laughs> let's see if you stab Latimus to death. All right. Please go ahead and roll. I don't have any pluses or minuses, right? This is just straight? Straight roll. No. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's a four and two twos. <laughs> Four and two twos. <laughs> Holy shit. All right. Um, I think. <laughs> I want do, that knife. Tooth. Do you want to use lucky tooth? Yeah. yeah. What is, what, what is Croco's <laughs> lucky tooth situation? Oh, my God. Uh, hey, that's better. That's a six, a four, and a three. A six, a four, and a three. Okay. Turning it around. Uh, Latimus, yep. I'm going to need a defense roll from you to see if, if you can withstand this assault. <laughs> All right. So you got a six, a four. Sorry, Laura, that's a six, a four, and a two? And a three. Six, a four, and a three. Okay. Something good, something bad. So they neutralize each other. Yeah. All right. But I think it both still happen. Those would be different things that are good and bad. Yeah, go ahead, Del. All right. So I'm, I've got one dice to do that. And then I think in the fray, it's moving the armadillo in between the knife. <laughs> Trying to protect. <laughs> it's a Wait, shield. So you're trying to hide behind the armadillo, or you're trying to protect the armadillo with your body. I'm hiding behind the armadillo. Good. Yes, this is like, good. Good grot behavior. It's I like Saint it. Pike. Ah! <laughs> this is what the armadillo was wanted for. It was just to be a shield. <laughs> yeah, it's the <laughs> thickest shiniest, thing I could find. Yeah, biggest shiniest <laughs> thing. It'll get everybody's attention and orc stab what they're looking at. I yep. rolled two sixes. <laughs> 
All right. So. Hell yeah. I what? wish I could roll this well on jesters, but. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Croco, you go in. You go in for the stab, and Latimus, you manage to get Pi or Pike up in front. <laughs> And because of the 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 various things you stuck together, like the guts and everything else from Clark Griswold you used, the knife just kind of like jams into the the armadillo. The armadillo explodes mm-hmm. and shatters. Uh, and in doing so, I think Croco, you realize that this is a, an opponent you can't possibly defeat because they're knife proof. Maybe <laughs> so. The something bad is you're now scared of Latimus. Uh, there's something good is your knife is sharper, uh, having been... Unfortunately, this did sharpen the knife, right? I'm stealing your idea. I'm using it over here. Uh, your, your knife is is sharper uh, and keener, so I'll give you uh, an additional dice on trying to stab something next time you try and stab something. However, we now need to go ahead with <laughs> with uh, Squiggy and see what happens. Yep. So I'm just going to... I'm just going to circle back around, Tom, because now that we know that stabbing things can sharpen a knife, would that be worth a fourth die? You stab metal, not flesh. I don't think stabbing flesh is going to make your knife sharper. But, Ryan, you know what? I will give you one because now that you see a sharper knife exists, that is the equivalent of sharpening your own knife. And you're a chaotic mm. stabber, so you're not emotionally attached to your blades. You oh, just God, want no. sharper. Okay, so there you go. Yeah, you have, yeah. your, uh, you have your damn perfect. dice. Enjoy. Merry yeah. Christmas. <laughs> you filthy animals. <laughs> okay, I'm going it's, to... It's, it was two successes. Uh, oh, no, oh, no, I like that, actually. That's really stupid. <laughs> I thought I was going <laughs> to die, but this is even funnier. Okay, I have... Oh, no, those are injuries. He would just die immediately. So I'm going to do his lucky tooth. So instead of the traditional lucky tooth with my dear boy, because he imagined himself just lunging in and stabbing and getting the kill but dying, and that isn't what he wants. So he jumps up into a pirouette, raising his knife over his head. And it's it's the Sailor Moon transformation where like he's there and it, all his clothes turn white. It's the full anime. And when he lands, he's exactly the same. <laughs> Uh, he's just smiling instead of frowning, and then he just starts going ape shit. So I'm gonna reroll this pool and see what happens. Do you do you do you think of Grotz generally in anime? No, okay. <laughs> just, just, just just for Squigmas. But, but I just love it. this it, this Christmas dress on these specific yeah. Grotz with the weird personalities, yeah. it just feels very much like either a dating sim or one of those JRPGs where they get mm-hmm. introed in like a very you know persona or those <laughs> other the, styles the, of the game. Magical Fantasy girls. X two. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, it's I love it. Mechanic. I love it. It's so. Good. These are my Disney princesses. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh hell yeah. I mean. It's still bad, but hell yeah. He got three fives, so three successes and an injury. So he is dead, but he succeeded so hard. All right. Um, <laughs> Croco and Squiggy, how do you collectively die? Croco uh, uh, tries so hard to to reach for uh, Latimus's knife that they disregard their own safety and climb over like on top of and trip on the landing, the stabbing squiggy and just get their gut stabbed to death. Uh, and then Ryan, you can decide how you want squiggy to die under that. If you want, <laughs> I think squiggy just goes in for, yeah, the, the giblets. So he's stabbing too low, yeah. but it means he's not protected from up above. And he raises a hand to block with the second knife when the stab comes in, but there's no knife in his hand. So it just mm. sails over and he takes it in the neck and they collapse to the ground together. And he goes, Oh, he wanted to get stabbed. You, you know what you want? And he points up, at his now dear lifelong friend who is left on the knife. You want an armadillo, so here you go. Uh, and he stabs quickly and beheads Croco. <gasps> and he takes the golden head of the shattered armadillo and punches it into Croco's forehead so hard that it sticks into the skull. And he jams his knife in the bottom and he jams another knife in the bottom so it looks like legs. And he just holds up this to you and he says... <laughs> Armadillo forever. I sharpen my knife in the brain. Oh, he dies. <laughs> Leaking blood. Why? Uh, Latimus, how many how many wounds do you have right now? I just have one wound. You have one wound? Okay. And Latimus is looking over this and it's just, 
Why, why are we grots fighting each other? We need to save Squigmas for all the little grots. Uh, and, and with the Squigmas, the, the spirit in your heart, and also the the real threat that yeah, absolutely, we need, we don't need to be fighting each other. We need to be fighting for Squigmas. Uh, you you take your knife. Uh, do you take the head armadillo or do you leave it? Oh, I I, I leave it. It's just that will stay as a decoration for the future. <laughs> uh, amazing. And with that, you you take off. Up the stairs, like knife knife out. And this really is like Jon Snow versus, you know, Ramsey Bolton's army. It's just one one grot running up. But your words echoed out of the mm-hmm. side of the ship. Why are we fighting each other? We need to save Squigmas. And two grots were inspired by these words. And as you run up alone on the deck, also in vaguely video game fashion, Two more the rockets just arc over the top of the ship as flames light up on all the torches that line the, the deck. As two more grots drop down next to you, kind of in a vaguely Charlie's Angels pose uh, for the three grots who will stand against uh, Jake and his, his raiders. <laughs> Ryan and Laura, who shows up next to Latimus, the eternal Gretchen, uh, <laughs> to face down this, this horde. Uh, landing on the deck in, in front of Latimus is Tiny Dim. Uh, Tiny Dim heard the word pretty once, but doesn't understand what it means, but they are confident that they do. Uh, Tiny Dim has been kept as a pet, uh, <gasps> is a, like a lucky talisman for an orc. Uh, and uh, they're very good at camouflage, uh, hiding in plain sight and under slash in dead things. And... They're, uh, they just want the prettiest dress for Squigmas. Um, so, uh, because they're very good at hiding in and under dead things, it's like they land and then, and then crawl under Squiggy, uh, and pop up amongst the viscera, um, and gore and being like, um, take the, the wreath from Croco and just say, Latimus is right. We have to work together. That's a really pretty dress. Let's let's band together and get my own pretty dress. Uh. Right. And uh, who does who does Tiny Dim say that's a pretty dress to Ryan? Landing and hopping because he only has one leg. Is a Gretchen everyone would recognize. <laughs> Two legs Johnson. Uh, he only has one leg, but his name is Two Legs Johnson. He is a frontline fighter. He is renowned for being a hero, leading other grots into battle. And secretly, the reason he does that is he is afraid to go alone. So he gets other grots to go into combat. Despite the fact he's a frontline fighter, he doesn't want to die. So he uses them as shields. And because of all the muscles he's built up in this one super jacked leg, he can jump so high. (laughs) It's a a warrior pogo stick. And he pulls this dress on and he's like, all right, time to go deal with this. You, me, and you. Let's go. Yeah! And he wraps an arm around his two friends. And he pulls them with him, hopping forwards, while also subtly pushing them about a foot or two ahead of him until it's him with a hand on either of their backs charging into battle. All right. So ahead of you, there is Jake Scallington, the the, the Pumpkin King now adorned in in the Red Gobbo outfit. You know, cape is flying out behind him. Uh, The hat is still goofy because you can't make a Santa hat look cool. Got a, a a blade, a long wicked blade in one hand, and a uh, like a shard pistol in the other. Uh, meanwhile, surrounded by Drakari raiders uh, with their you know um, splinter rifles, one of them's got a whip. There's various weapons. Uh, this is it. You gotta take out Jake, otherwise there's no hope of saving Squigmas. It's three grots on the deck. You have what you have. How the hell are you gonna do this? A lot of us will just run in with that that knife put ahead and up and for all the fallen grots and to save Squigmas. And it's like, I don't know, this knife must be magic at this point. This has to be a magic knife that we got from <laughs> Clork because they, that's the only thing that explains everything we've gotten to to this point. So it's right, knife so first, knife out, run. Running knifing. in for a stab. Okay. How about you, Tiny Dim? Tiny Dim is going to <laughs> uh, 
melt back into the wall to camouflage and is going to shuffle themselves around. Going to for get, a war shimmy? Yeah, exactly. To behind uh, I Jake will also Skellington. say, uh, for, for the purposes of this, like there are dead orcs and humans th- that were the prisoners who got set free and immediately murdered. So there are oh, bodies along the way. So you can lovely. like shimmy part of the way and then you can, you know, like waist high wall shooter style just press a to unstick from the wall and like roll over to a body and hide under a body and then roll under another body so we'll say you're stealthing your way yes a hundred percent okay great love that and uh (laughs) two legs johnson famous grot war hero uh what do you do is this like the bridge, Tom? What is this space? Because we're in the captive space. We're moving forward. You've like, made your we? way up. We're on the, the top deck. So this is just, think, pirate ship deck. You've got you've come up from underneath uh, or dropped down from the sky or surprisingly burst out of guts because you were secretly there the whole time. We just didn't see you because you're tiny dim um, and made your way forward. So you can think of it on in sort of pirate ship deck terms as like you came out of the, the captain's quarters, and now you're just looking at, at a full deck. Navigation's behind you. So basically, looking straight ahead, uh, this thing has two uh, two decks because it's like a, a dual raider. There's a big central mast with the aether sail. You know, night sky on either sides of you. There's torches now lighting up the deck so you can all see. Because uh, none of you have spy X goggles anymore, so, you know, you, you can't get that benefit. <laughs> In terms of navigation, yeah, there's a... I think the controls are up at the front. Uh, I always imagine from the models that there's like one Drukari up front just like driving around. So it's not like a pirate ship where you you have the wheel at the back. It is more like I'm driving a giant motorcycle kind of situation. So mm-hmm. there's a small, there's someone piloting up front. Behind you, there is sort of a large cabin that would be uh, sort of Jake's command space. And then below deck is again like the presence in the hold, prisoner deck, and then the engines are at the back. Great. Knowing he's got these two other grots going into battle, it's time to use the mob as a distraction and do the smart thing, which is he is going to hop with all his might. Knowing he's a frontline fighter, he'd have his little grot blaster and like a pipe that broke off of something. And his whole plan is to hop with all his might and come down and just blaze his gun into the navigation station and just start smashing <laughs> the shit out of the controls with the pipe. His whole theory is if I can bring the plane down. Then we're good. He's just got to land the sleigh to get away. Awesome. Okay. Let's see how this plays out. So first up, we've got Latimus. Now, Latimus, before you can do any stabbing, you are a melee combatant rushing a bunch of ranged weapon-wielding folks. So I don't get to roll dice in this game, but normally I would roll dice. So this is instead your ability to... (laughs) Duck, dodge, dip, dive, and dodge as you run straight forward screaming. How stormtroopery are these Drukari is the real question. Will they That's miss you as you run straight at them with a knife? All right. Um, so <laughs> you get one for the knife. You get one okay. for, for being you. I yep. think that's that's it. It. Yep. That seems about right. Let's see if the spirit of, of Squigmish carries you forward. The spirit forward. of Squigmish. <laughs> oh, the, the other one. It rolled away. I had one six and then... One, two. All right. Tom, can I pitch from the side knowing that my boy, Two Legs Johnson, loves his mob and needs the distraction? Can I use his lucky tooth to allow Dell to re-roll for Latimus? <gasps> hmm. But you're also a coward, so would you... But if Latimus dies, I'm on my own. They're not yeah, looking at me right yeah. now. And the other person's hiding. It's a mob of one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'll give it to you. However, uh, it is a Krampus bargain. If there are failures and injuries that go over and above. So basically, if Latimus takes two wounds or something bad happens. Or yeah, basically, bad shit happens to me. Whatever yeah, bad stuff happens to Latimus. If they, if they die, will instead be passed on to you. Done, yep. done, 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 baby. Right. Let's do it. So I'm doing these it's two again. It's a compass deal. We're doing it. Yep. It's a six and a one. All right. So you, <laughs> too late, Justin, just is just soaring through the air. You're like, I really hope this works. And it doesn't. Latimus, uh, what are your final words as you are, are gunned down in a blaze of of, of yeah. Gretchen glory? Latimus is just getting filled with holes, but keeps trying to step forward and trying to put that knife out and a little more step forward. And then 
couldn't stab. I'm sorry, Squeaky. This is the last Squeakmas. And then falls forward and splat. Oh, Die. the first real tragedy of the game. Latimus dies, and Thomas and Martha Wayne style, you hit the ground, the bells just break off your <laughs> uh, your belt and, and bounce away. Mm-hmm. Um, however, Tulek Johnson, what did you yell to Latimus to inspire her before she died, to give her that reroll? You're the combo we need. Uh, and although Latimus wasn't, <laughs> those words did reach the ears of a different bonk Gretchen who leaps off of their rocket pack and lands picking up the bell that bounced away. Adele, who arrives on the scene? Arriving on the scene as he leans down to pick up the bell, which is attached to a belt, which he then steps on, which gets out from under his foot. So then he falls on his face is Jerry Bonk. (laughs) And Jerry Bonk (laughs) is really clumsy. Jerry Bonk is good at screwing stuff up. And what does Jerry Bonk want for Squigmas? To be with friends. <laughs> to have some friends. Guys, I love, I love Jerry. I would die for Jerry Bonk. Well, if that's true, you're going to, because that guy's fine. <laughs> yeah, all right. So Jerry, uh, Jerry Bonk arrives, picks up uh, the bells, and is just happy to be amongst friends. Let's see what happens with Tiny Dim and Too Late Johnson. So Tiny Dim, let's go with you first. Let's see how well you you fade fade into the, the background. Uh, cool. So one just for trying to do a thing. Mm-hmm. One for... Being very good at hiding in plain sight. Yep. Slash camouflage. Uh that's that's it. <laughs> I was gonna say I I have a I pitch from the side. Else. Could we add plus one? Because I think our our Latimus who died did get a six that didn't add up to anything and was very mm-hmm. distracting between that and the yelling one-legged grot jumping into the air. I mean I was gonna count that as a success to your overall mission, but I like your version more. So no <laughs> success. Yes, you got an additional dice. An additional die? Okay. Yep. <laughs> Come on, tiny Jim. Ah, Dim is definitely going to be like, uh, no, I can't die before I get my prettiest dress. And and <laughs> take that lucky tooth and reroll again. Sure thing. Oh, it's not quite as bad. 642. 642. All right. Tidy Dim, you're, you're moving forward. Uh, you're being super stealthy. You, you scooch along the side. You almost get killed, but you, you remember you need that dress. Uh, yeah. So you dive forward under a body, uh, and then you roll under another body, pull it up on top of you, and then just, like, wait, you know, because you got to take a moment under each one. Otherwise, the, the thing doesn't work. Unfortunately, that one groans, uh, <laughs> and one of the raiders turns and says, ugh, not dead yet, and just, like, fires a shot through the body to coup de gras. Unfortunately, you're hiding under the body. So the the bullet just like blows uh, the yeah. hole through your shoulder, but you're still you're still still alive, still there. That said, uh, something good happens. So uh, you know the, the 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 body twitches and dies, and uh, the shard that that coup de gras this guy also like blew a chunk of bone off. That feels like a, a pretty decent little little shiv. So you pick up a bone a bone shiv. Part and of it, my, like, one of my bones that I can use as a shift now? It could be, yeah. I was going to say it's the corpse on top of you, but if you want it to be one of your bones, I think that's totally reasonable. Yeah, I can blow blown out my shoulder. That's fine. Great. All right. So, yeah, you, you pull <laughs> you pull a bone shiv out like your wolverine. Uh, and if there's anything I know about playing The Last of Us a lot, if you can sneak up behind anyone with a shiv and press triangle, that's lights out. So this is this, your something good is you now have a, a weapon that will assist you in stealth murder. Drakari warrior is, is distracted on the coup de gras, and mm-hmm. we'll say that's an overall success because be, they're looking at a corpse. They're not shooting at either uh, Two Legs Johnson or yeah. Jerry. So mildly distracted, a lot of stuff going on. Great. That gets us one success on our track. Okay. <laughs> Uh, Two Lakes Johnson, let's see how your attack, the navigation systems goes. Great. So we got a die for the base attack. We get a die because I can jump really high. Real high. We get a die because I'm using a mob to distract the enemy. And uh, I would sell 
because he's a frontline fighter with combat experience and he's shooting a stationary station. Yep. A fourth die. Great. Uh, and you get a plus one to the result because of Tiny Dim's something good. Oh, nice. All right. All right. Let's see what happens. Ho oh, ho. We get some weird. All right. So we have two successes, something bad, and an injury. Okay. So you come down. You said you're like coming down shooting, right? Oh, yeah. So uh, you come down shooting. Blasting the the raider kind of in the back. Uh, she falls against the controls and slumps over to the side. You just come down with that one beefy leg and just you feel ribcage crunch uh, under you uh, <laughs> before like hopping off dramatically. You seize control of, uh, of the controls and you want to destroy the controls still? Yeah, yeah. He's just smashing everything. Yeah. So you start smashing. Uh, you're smashing and blasting. <laughs> you know, like David, just blasting away. Um <laughs> When all of a sudden uh, you feel something slick and wet on your leg, uh, your injury is the warrior that you you shot and, and crushed the ribcage of manages to slip a dagger through your your Achilles. Uh, so your something bad is you can no longer leap. Uh, you're now you're now crawling, but you're still hammering away. You still get a couple successes. You can feel the sleigh starting to kind of shake and rumble uh, with the damage you're doing. The Drakari dies next to you. That's her her Great. dying gasp. <laughs> yeah, and then we get a minus one moving forward. Next, what do you say as as your leg collapses beneath you? No matter what you take away from me, I'm still two leg Johnson. Uh, and he shoots her in the head, and then just starts smashing the navigation thing again. Incredible. <laughs> and then he points at her legs, and he goes, "One of those is mine." <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. I I can't I can't believe it's come to this, but Jerry. <laughs> yes. You you stand. Jerry's on the scene. Yeah, you're on the scene. Uh, Jake Scallington is 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 striding towards you uh, mm -hmm. since you're you're the only one kind of standing at the back of the deck, weapon raised. What do you do? Well, Jerry is taken in the scene. Obviously, this Drakari <laughs> is walking up, but Jerry is actually an orderly to a pain boss. So Jerry, he's used to, he's used to helping people out. So he's like looking over at Tiny Dim. So he's like, oh. Your shoulder's a little, you know, and then looking over it, <laughs> two legs Johnson, like, oh, that looks, that looks like, that is a bad injury. So he's going down to his, he's like, I gotta, I gotta solve for that. And he's going down to his belt and opening up a big jar of salve, but then the ship turns slightly and he's like, oh no, and it tilts open and then salve all over his hands and salve all over the floor. And <laughs> it's like, oh no, I, I really I'm trying to help. So <laughs> accidentally making it negative terrain for the Drukhari <laughs> while trying to help friends. Incredible. Okay, let's get a roll for that. Holy hell. Uh, the Drukhari just like, good. whoa! Whoa! Slipping all over the place. <laughs> You know, as all right. So talk. one for doing a thing. One for doing a thing. My, I'm good what? at screwing things up. Yeah, hundred percent. One for amazing screwing things up. Is clumsy a separate thing? Clumsy is a separate thing. That's dice my, for clumsy. Yep. It's my bearing, and then I'm an orderly to a pain boss. Yeah, I'd, I'd give you, I'd give you a full four. All right, I'm doing up. I'm doing up. And you have a minus one to the result okay. from something bad. All right. So this is not a great roll. So. Slipping the salve is just falling on the floor and rolling away, and then he's like, "Oh no, I mean, maybe I've got another." And then go into another <laughs> little bag and open in that, and it's full of lucky teeth from other grots. And like, oh, maybe if I grab, and then that just falls on the ground and goes everywhere. <laughs> like, oh no, 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 no. So I'm gonna re-roll it. Incredible. <laughs> and it's a negative one. Mm -hmm. All right, so with the negative one, it's a five. Three three two, which is better than I rolled last time. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> okay, amazing. You're you're fumbling teeth. You're fumbling fumbling salve, and uh, Jake Scallington just uh, sort of strides towards you. You know, red gobbo cape flapping, uh, and he just says, "Foolish little grots, you want to use these wondrous powers to what? Deliver joy and presents." With warp-infused powers, finally I will be able to travel across space and time. I will use these 
dark powers to kill Yanid before she is even reborn and allow Slanish to whoa, 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 whoa. And you see him <laughs> slip on the salve. Uh, and of course, all Drukhari are like super gothed up, like they wear fancy boots and armor and everything else. So he's definitely got like a two, three inch heel going on. Um, and he's just slip sliding. And as Edna Mode in The Incredibles taught us, having a cape is not your friend when you're in trouble. So slip sliding, capes getting in his face. Villain monologue is interrupted. Meanwhile, I don't think, Jerry, you're seeing any of this because you're just fumbling mm-hmm. teeth everywhere. And he starts slipping on the teeth and with a, a, a less than dignified like, huh? uh, his legs go out from under him right as Two Legs Johnson smashes a panel the entire sleigh cranks uh, to the left or to the gork side, and uh, Jake Scollington slips and and starts sliding down the edge, skittering, reaching back up, and unfortunately gaining no traction with all this salve everywhere. Now he's just a greasy, greasy boy. So he's just sliding down the side, and right before he goes over the edge tiny dim from the shadows you reach out with your bone shiv and just peg the edge of the red gobbo's cape uh and uh you know like sliding down a chimney jake scollington slips out of the coat and falls screaming off the edge of the sleigh uh into the night uh just yelling and you hear a, a splat in the distance meanwhile raiders are, are are falling slipping it's just a giant weird slapstick nightmare as uh, a bunch of the rest of the Raiders try and save their leader, fall off the side, uh, and the rest are just pegged in the back by uh, Two Legs Johnson firing from the controls, stabbed by Tiny Dim. And and Jerry, you look up to find an empty deck, just your friends. It's a squigmous miracle as the ship rights itself slightly, although it is now badly damaged and sort of sputtering through the air. And the three of you find yourselves aboard the sleigh, in the squigmous night sky with a hold full of presents and the cloak of the red gobbo, as well as his hat, which fell off and conveniently didn't fall off the edge. It is time for one of you to assume the mantle and, Gork and Mork willing, save Squigmas. Our Nightmare Before Squigmas Goblin Quest Adventure features GM Tom McGee, along with players Brian LaPlante, Laura Hamstra, and Del Borovic. This episode was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra, and the OneShots logo was created by Decapitated Markers at Decapitated Marker, that's M-R-K-R, on X. This show's theme music is Gothic Trip with Thunder Horse by Damiano Baldoni, and our ad breaks use the tracks No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R, all available at freemusicarchive.org. For all things Dum Dums and Dice, including merchandise and how to join our Patreon, you can visit dumdumdice.com or find us on social media at dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E. I'm DJ OneShot 2.0. Thank you for listening, and don't forget to smash that subscribe button and show your love to OneShots. Blah, 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 blah. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. Christopher Little, George Dolby, Richard Cranium, Gavin and Abby McDonald, Logan, Fire Unfriendly, Grandma Likes D&D, Alan, Stabby Stranger, Glitch Trick, Flynn1138, Alorain Okapi, Schrodinger's Pepper, Guy Edwards, Madre de Gatos, Lady Maiden, Garbo Ape, Locke, Sam Schaefer, Waffle Marine, Dagger Rain, Rob L, Dia De Los Hoodless, Squishy Werewolf, Remy, Funky Head, Nomad, the Wise Paladin of the Badlands, Accent Therapeutic Services in Florence, Kentucky, Lale, Shulzari, Gus Schreider, The Long Family, Jordan Oliver, Richard Wright, Brittany Fenwick, Alex Parr, Old Man Mojo, Dragonfly, The Body Barrelers, Megan Werner, A Man Out of Time, Curtis at FingertechRobotics.com, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, 
and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. What kind of woman becomes a pirate? From the makers of Mockery Manor. Violent, insane, not at all comely, and they smell like a couple of dead badgers preserved in cheap rum. Comes an adventure on the high seas. Will you pay extra if I push a little harder? No, oh, no, please. I'm just a writer. I'm writing a book and I would like you to be in it. Inspired by the lives and loves of the pirates Anne Bonny and Mary Reed. You think you know me, Anne? Do you think I never got my hands dirty? Your mind's been so twisted, you think pirates deserve mercy? Did either of you ever meet Blackbeard? Everyone loves a rebel. They love to see him swing, too. Put your weapons away, both of you. Stop it! Read! Read! Oh, Anne and Mary! Fight like men! Or he'll hang like dogs! Starring Christina Bianco, Suze Kempner, Hamilton's Carl Queensborough, and more. Do they have tails? Somebody told me they have tails. Oh, I haven't seen a tail, your ladyship. The Ballad of Anne and Mary. Available now wherever you get podcasts.